Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. A brand new, fresh podcast on the 76ers Podcast Network is coming your way in just a moment. But first, I've got an important question for you. Have you ever heard of something called Ninja versus Unicorn? What about Death by Glitter? No? Well, if you have heard of those things, you probably, like myself, are a pretty big fan of craft beer. They happen to be a couple of outstanding IPAs that are either currently on tap or are waiting on deck at the Beer Garden in Parks Casino. Not into craft beer? Well, that is totally fine, because the Beer Garden also has the classics. Bud Light, Yingling, it's got Victory, Goose Island, Stella, local, domestic, anywhere on the planet. There's an outstanding beer selection waiting for you at the Beer Garden in Parks Casino. What could this possibly have to do with the 76ers podcast? Well, on March 24th, it is the next 76ers night at the Beer Garden in Parks Casino. You get to cheer on the 76ers, hang out with 76ers entertainment team members, and what is perhaps arguably the most important detail of all, you get one complimentary drink and light appetizers on the house from the great people at Parks Casino. If I weren't working that night, I would most definitely be there, but working is what I will be doing. Instead, you should get there. March 24th, Parks Casino at the Beer Garden for the next 76ers night. Should be an awesome time. Now, it's time for the pod. The 76ers are back from the All-Star break, and they returned in a big way. The final buzzer signals the end of an overtime win for the Sixers, their first overtime victory of the year. Up next, another major test Saturday night in the primetime spotlight in Milwaukee. I still feel like I am getting to know the 76ers, even at this point in the season. If the Joel Embiid that showed up against the Nets is the Joel Embiid that shows up, I have a lot of confidence in what the Sixers can do. That's ESPN reporter Malika Andrews, and she'll weigh in on all things Sixers and Bucks 
on this episode of the broadcast. What's up, everybody? How you doing? I'm Brian Seltzer. Hope you had a great all-star game break. I, personally, was not like many of the hard-working people in my department at the 76ers. I was not in Chicago. I enjoyed watching what was an outstanding all-star game, featuring great performances from two 76ers, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, from the comforts of a remote, semi-isolated location. But it was great. Joe and Ben were awesome. He had a memorable tushy tap. (laughs) Two really good performances by two really talented dudes. All in all, from the 76ers standpoint, they were well represented in the Windy City. Coming up, we will speak with Malika Andrews from ESPN. She will be in Milwaukee for ESPN's big NBA Saturday primetime game on ABC, exclusively on ABC, Saturday, 8.30 Eastern. But first, I want to remind you that to subscribe to our pod feed, all you got to do is go to anywhere. If you get your podcasts, type in 76ers Podcast or Sixers Podcast Network, and that'll take you to our feed, and you can subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get your pods, there we shall be. And we hope you subscribe right now. So I'm going to be honest. This gig that I've got, it is not a particularly hard one. You know, as passionate as we are about sports, covering a team is not like a true, true matter of life or death. I'm not a surgeon anything as serious as that. Um, I'm not working the overnight shift on the Northeast Extension, expanding the highway. This is a relatively pleasant gig. But each year, if I'm being totally honest, I am very much ready for the All-Star break to come. It's an opportunity to recharge the batteries, reset for a couple days, get the mind and body right. Then, you know, maybe after four days, I get the itch again. I want to be in an arena, see some action. I'm ready for more. And given what we saw from the 76ers in the last game before the break, I was excited. I was eager to see if they could carry that momentum over. On the eve of the Sixers' first game back, the team practiced in Camden, and there was no mistaking what Brett Brown was saying. The head coach sounded certain his seven-foot all-star was poised for big things. I think like he is in a space that is excellent as it relates to his excitement seeing this final third home to to grab the team by the throat and lead us in a bunch of different areas i've been with him a long time and when i look at him and i talk to him and i hear his words and you know we're always sort of like you would with your children judging their body language and all that i just think he's in a really good space and sure enough man did joel Embiid ever deliver thursday night against the brooklyn nets the Sixers 112-104 overtime win. Here's Duell down low against Allen, comes into the near corner, and beat baseline, shoots it on Allen, and that's good. Man, he's on fire. Harris with a running shot, no Embiid rips the rebound out, and he slams it in. Joel Embiid with a big time offensive rebound. And a dunk, here's Joel. Oh boy, what a move by Embiid! Right on DeAndre Jordan, a Euro step, and Embiid mimics his own move as he changes ends. 
Afterwards, Embiid was understandably emboldened. I'm here. I belong um, in being the best player in the world. Uh, you know, I just intend to just, um, you know, keep coming out every single night. Uh, just play hard, uh, trying to get wins and, you know, just go out and trying to win a championship. Love seeing Joel Embiid look good on the court, but really love hearing him sound good, confident with that swagger and sense of self-assuredness and self-belief. It was a vintage Joel Embiid performance in Thursday's win. 39 points, a season high. 16 rebounds, two block shots, the biggest one, of course, sending the game to overtime on Wilson Chandler. And for my money, probably Joe's, I would put it as his second best performance of the season. My favorite still, the December game at Boston when he totally took over. But, uh, man, he was damn good in the victory on Thursday. He'll have an opportunity to back it up along with the 76ers when they face the Milwaukee Bucks at Pfizer Forum. Saturday night, 8.30, exclusively on ABC Saturday primetime. ESPN NBA reporter Malika Andrews is going to be at the game, and we bring her on the podcast now to preview it. Malika, how are you doing? I'm doing just fine, you know, running around like all of us are all the time, but <laughs> other than that, I can't complain. It is the busy time of the regular season in the NBA. Trade yeah. deadline, done. We still got some yeah. buyout market stuff, but this is the true home stretch. Big game on Saturday night, Sixers Bucks. What type of weight do you assign to regular season games once the All Star break passes? You know, it, it's interesting because when we're talking about the Bucks, it seems like for them, waiting. And as you hear, I'm at an airport. Um, when it comes to the Bucks, a regular season game, you know, they they pretty much at this point, even though they still have twenty something games left, have the one seed locked up. They have such a sizable lead um, on the Raptors that it's hard to see anybody catching them. That being said, how I evaluate the rest of these regular season games is looking at the matchups that we could potentially see in the playoffs. And so Sixers Bucks is absolutely one of those matchups. They're both very strong teams in the East. They both have superstars on their teams. They have excellent pieces surrounding those superstars. And so that's sort of how much I look into that. I look at, okay, what things here can transfer to the playoffs? That being said, the Bucks dominated the Raptors in the regular season last year. And then we saw them, you know, lose four games in a row, which never happened in the regular season to the Toronto Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. So all your notes can just be ripped up into a million pieces, even if you're taking them diligently and and trying to find hidden meanings and codes within uh, a regular season game. It can be such a tough call trying to discern what's real, what's not real, or what lies in between. Right. Um, I certainly want to ask you about the 76ers, but I know that you have a history spending some time around the Milwaukee Bucks before this breakout fantastic season they've been happening. Did you anticipate this type of year from the Bucks coming to this extent? You know... I did because let me let me tell you why, and not to say you know I'm the smartest person in the room, but we got a taste of it last year, and I think that from being around Giannis, I know this. I know that Giannis is like um, 
a superhero that absorbs other people and takes on their superpowers and then becomes an even bigger type of superhero, right? So when he loses in the Eastern Conference Finals, when he sees what Kawhi was able to do, he nods and he says, all right, all right, I see that and I am going to rise to that occasion. Now, is it going to be perfect? I'm not suggesting that. Is he an amazing three-point shooter? No, but we've seen him make some significant improvements in those areas and so that should have been a foreshadowing to this season. Now, will they win 70 games? I don't know. Um, are they focused on the regular season? I don't think so because their uh, shortcomings last year didn't come in the regular season. They came in the playoffs. And so uh, this regular season was absolutely coming. Now the question becomes, will they be able to build on what they started in the playoffs last year? Giannis isn't the first type of professional athlete to have, at least from a superficial view in my eyes, this type of demeanor, where he's this grounded, humble, modest guy away from the court, and then when he steps in between the lines, he becomes this beast. But for his case in particular, what what makes him tick? Giannis has this combination of an amazing... Uh, physical gifts, his physical body, seven, nearly seven feet tall, his wingspan is enormous, right? And then you couple that with the fact that the man just never stops working. His work ethic is something that I think we don't see as much with this, this generation of NBA stars. That's not to say they don't all take care of their bodies. They're not all looking for ways to fine tune their game, but Giannis takes it to the nth degree. He takes it even farther than I think the average player does. And that is something that's incredibly impressive. One more question about the Bucks, then we will bring up some 76er stuff. What sense do you have of, on their list of items about how they feel about their team, what is perhaps the biggest thing on their mind that they still, despite how good and dominant they've been, they need to iron out before the playoffs start? I would say that the last big thing that the Bucks are concerned about is just... One, you know, Giannis, as hard as he works, he's also had to learn to work hard at managing his body and his time. Um, you know, in, in the past, uh, Giannis has gone 110% all the time. And then there was this question of, okay, is he going to be rested and ready for the regular season? I think he's learned to be able to take a little bit of a step back there. So that's one. And then the second thing for the Bucks is just whether or not they're going to be able, their big questions really can't be answered in the regular season. Their big questions still linger in the playoffs. Their big questions are, um, you know, when it's coming down to the wire, who is going to hit those big shots, right? Because that's what happened last year is defenders shut down Giannis. He wasn't able to get to his sweet spots. Has his three-game evolved enough to be able to hit those clutch minute three-pointers? Or will he kick it out to Eric Bledsoe and regular season Eric Bledsoe shows up? Or is it going to be playoff Eric Bledsoe that shows up? Those are the questions that honestly I don't foresee the Bucks answering in the regular season. Those answers have to come in the playoffs. And ironically enough, that's a very similar theme for the 76ers. People had a sense yeah. of what they could be in the regular season. They knew the playoffs would be coming at some point, but it's can right. they ultimately clear the hurdle from the past two years when they've been stopped in the second round. So what have you made of the Sixers this year? You know, it's still, it's it's hard that, you know, we say that All-Star marks the halfway point. It really doesn't. It, it marks the two-thirds point. And what I still feel like I am getting to know the 76ers even at this point in the season. And I say that because they are clearly so good 
They are so good at home, and they are still this waffling team on the road. And we don't know night to night which Joel Embiid is going to show up. So with if the Joel Embiid that showed up against the Nets um, and, and was able to, to beat them in overtime is the Joel Embiid that shows up, I have a lot of confidence in what the Sixers can do. But because they are so sporadic, that's where the questions start to come from. Joel Embiid, obviously a dynamic talent. What impressed you the most about that game he had against the Nets? How long he was able to play. I mean, usually this is a guy you're trying to see stay under the, you know, 35-minute mark, and he was able to really lean in during the playoffs, and I think that was something that was really impressive from him. And then, you know, for him, it just so much of it comes down to health. Can he stay healthy? He said earlier this season that was his goal, to go into the playoffs healthy, and it's been dicey at times whether or not he's been able uh, he's going to be able to do that. Then one of the other pieces of the equation for the 76ers is Ben Simmons, who defensively has been fantastic this year. What growth have you seen from him in year three? You know, Ben has been able to take a next step. At, you know, the thing about Ben, I don't even know if it's growth so much as it's just as it's just maturation. He's really been able to uh, evolve just in terms of um, the way he sees and reads the court and his relationship with Joel Embiid. I think he knows him a little bit better. Now, are there questions still lingering about whether or not Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons can play together while they're both in their prime? And if one complements the other, sure. But I do think, uh, you know, he, he has been able to... Uh, make up for the fact, if you will, that he is not the most confident shooter in the way he reads the court. Um, but for him, too, you know, Joel had this monstrous game against the Nets. And where was Ben Simmons? He wasn't on the court. And so that kind of becomes the question. It's not so much a growth thing from either one of those two players. It's a chemistry thing. Is it that Ben has to be on the bench for Joel to explode like that? Or can those two things uh, happen at the same time? And that's something we're kind of still waiting to see. Where do you see Al Horford figuring into all of this? Because, of course, the last two games, the 76ers, while they may not be married to this uh, entirely for the rest of the season, they brought him off the bench. Yeah, and we've also seen him and Joel on the floor at the same time at times, which has been um, an interesting combination. The thing about Al Horford is when I saw that signing for the 76ers, in my mind it was like, look, he is the Giannis stopper. He has had, even though Boston lost to uh, the Bucks in five games last year, he has had um, a really excellent track record defending Giannis, as excellent as it can be, um, you know, guarding the, the reigning league MVP. Um, but I, I, that's kind of where I see him. I see him as the experienced voice and mind in the playoffs. And so whether or not they keep fiddling in the regular season with that lineup will be something that, you know, Brett Brown has yet to reveal. It's something that remains to be seen. But in the playoffs, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see that be tinkered with just a little bit more. And by the way, it's not a bad thing. To have that be the firepower that's coming off your bench, that's a luxury that a lot of teams would love to have. As we begin to wrap this up, while the 76ers, as you alluded to, have been a little bit mercurial this year, especially between their performance at home and on the road, they can say that they have at least one victory against each of the four teams ahead of them in the Eastern Conference. When you size up the remainder of this race, what do you see as the big obstacles for the 76ers? Are there certain teams you feel they match up better with than others? How do you view it? Yeah, I mean, they. it's great that they have teams, they have wins over those four teams, but you know, as the Bucks will tell you, they had three wins, I believe, over the Raptors last 
last year and it didn't make a difference, right? So it's sort of like you can only put so much stock into that. It's more about how those wins came to be. And then my, my, my thing for the 76ers that I'm looking for for the rest of the season, again, it's not so much the um, – the, neg- the, the, the the one specific team or one specific matchup. For the Sixers, it's much more about discovering themselves, I think, than any other team, right? It's about whether or not they can win on the road because guess what? In the playoffs, you're going to have to win on the road. It's, it, you, can't, you, can't just, uh, you can't just win at home and make that work. Um, will we see the same kind of really violent swings from them that we've seen earlier in the season or will they iron that out? And then also, you know, how many different looks can Brett Brown throw at a team in the playoffs because that's the real test of the playoffs is that you have at least four games against someone to make adjustments and the Sixers have so much diversity in their talent that they really could be throwing lots of different looks at teams and really surprising them and that's uh, an advantage that they have but for me uh, what I need to see from the Sixers for the rest of the season and they know this they've talked about this it's not so much about what they can bring against other teams it's who they are just them when they're in the locker room when they're going out on the court what's the Sixers identity and I think that that's yet to be determined um, um, and, and that's the edge that the Bucks have. Um, it's the edge that they had last year. It's the edge that they have this year. They have established who they are, what they're about, and nothing penetrates that. And I think that that's sort of uh, an underrated X factor that comes into play when every little slight advantage counts in the playoffs. Last thing I'll ask you, because I feel like he sometimes get lost in the national conversation about the Sixers, which understandably is very focused on Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. What's the national view on Tobias Harris in the year that he's been having? You know, I, I think Tobias is a quietly exceptional player. I think that for a lot of people, there was this overshadowing of was was Tobias Harris the chosen one over Jimmy Butler and what what was the front office brass thinking? Um, but if you can remove that cloud, if you can remove thinking of it as Tobias Harris versus Jimmy Butler, this was the signing they did instead of, um, it, it's really, it's pretty uh, impressive what he's been able to do. You know, the question still linger of whether or not he can hit the big shots down the stretch if he's the clutch man like, like Jimmy was, because in that way, he does have to fill that role. They don't have someone necessarily on this team um, that is as proven as Jimmy was in terms of hitting those clutch shots late. Um, But Tobias is an excellent shooter. He needs to grow into that a little bit, but he's also, um, you know, from, from being around Tobias a little bit, I won't purport to say that I've been around him all the time. He's also an excellent force to have in the locker room in in for a team that's been up and down and wishy-washy. He's someone that you want in your locker room to say, Hey guys, let's get in on this. Let's focus. Let's look at these things that we're doing wrong. And people will actually listen to him. And so in that way too, I think he's an important piece for this team. Appreciate amidst some jet setting Malika Andrews joining the podcast. Her handle on Twitter is at Malika underscore Andrews. Catcher is a part of ESPN's coverage for Saturday's game exclusively on ABC, 8.30 Eastern. 76ers and the Milwaukee Bucks, the 76ers, as of the recording of this podcast, they were just a half game out of fourth place and a home court spot for the first round of the playoffs. Thanks to you, as always, for listening to the pod. And be on the lookout for Rewind episodes between now and next week when the broadcast returns. I'm Brian Seltzer. Talk to you next time. See you.
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.